What's going on guys? Your boy Elroy here and welcome back to the Your Boy Elroy MMA podcast. I'm your host Josh Prepigina and I'm here with my good buddy Andre Rodriguez. Andre, how are you? I'm doing well. How about you, man? I'm fantastic, man. Uh Damn, today has been a good day like for the MMA world. Uh I don't think most of the world knows it yet, but today like Especially if you know this podcast, like we're gonna look back on this day as like so monumental for us. Especially if we think what we think about this fighter, which we'll get into later. Oh man, like today is huge. But first, let's get into some uh, lighter news topics. Andre, uh, starting off, there was a Bellator card, or. There was a Bellator card last Friday, and um, yeah, I wanted to talk because MMA veteran John Fitch has retired, Andre. Now, uh, Ariel already called a lot of people out, you know, because everybody was like, why are you making such a big deal out of this? Obviously, if you know MMA, John Fitch is like a legend in the sport. So you as, like, the hardcore of the hardcore is Andre. Like, what's some stuff that you're going to remember about John Fitch's career that's memorable? Well, John Fitch was one of those fighters that no one really wanted to fight. And it was because he was always a stylistic nightmare for people. Um, He was a long-rangey wrestler that had solid striking and was just really good on the ground. He was really able to pass your guard, and he was able to land vicious ground and pound. And, yeah, he was just one of those staples in the welterweight division in the UFC's glory days. I mean, next to GSP, he was obviously number two. There really wasn't many guys who could beat him. And um, he's he's been in some wars with some of the best. I mean, BJ Penn, he fought GSP. Um, he fought almost everybody. Um, and even after his UFC career was over, um, he still made pretty good waves. I mean, remember when he first got his title shot against GSP, he had basically run through the entire division to just get to GSP, and it was, like, incredible. You know, I think it was, like, seven or eight fights he won in a row where people just couldn't touch him. So, yeah, and I also remember him for being one of the pioneers of uh, AKA. I mean, if it weren't for him and Koscheck, Mike Swick... Um, Kane, I mean, I don't think AKA would be where it is now. So definitely got to be thankful for that because now that's possibly one of the best gyms in the world. I mean, look at who they have under their staple right now. So, yeah. Yeah, 43 fights, um, you know, coming off. His his final fight was against Neiman Gracie mm-hmm. this past weekend. He lost by a heel hook. But let's not forget before that, uh, he fought for the Bell- Bellator welterweight title, and he went to a draw with Rory McDonald, okay? And then before that, he wins five in a row. Like, the dude was very much still in it. Um, 
But listen, I can respect just like GSP. Hey, if you're not with it, you're not with it. I'm not gonna, you know, hold that against you when you. Yeah, that'd be great. Win. I wish him the so, best in the the next chapter of his to life. John and Fitch uh, on a fantastic yeah, career. Good luck to him. What a and, great career. Um, I hope. Or I can see probably that he will be a coach down the line. Yeah, definitely. So this next news topic I have on the docket, I'm going to tell you the truth, Andre. Like, I feel as a podcast, like, we have to bring it up. But I'm going to tell you the truth. I don't even feel comfortable talking about Conor McGregor's issues without, like, evidence. Like, because there's so much going on in this world nowadays, especially with, you know, you know, things like sexual assault is nothing to play with. Um, and I don't want to spread the negative information and the false accusations. So I'm actually choosing to leave that alone. Conor McGregor was in the news but let's go to today's uh, announcement on SportsCenter that Dana White has confirmed that in 2021, next year, uh, the UFC are already working on their plans with Conor McGregor, um, but not necessarily a fight. So I am, I'm quite looking forward to see what that is. Yeah, it makes all the sense um, in the world. I 100% think he's I believe fight. he'll probably get honest. a very big Dude name that no one's was expecting. Supposed to have a season. Um, but so yeah, no we'll see. Uh, I'm not super excited about it, mainly because right <laughs> one, it's not going to be for a title, and two, it's most likely just going to be like a three rounder. Because uh, I don't think he's going to end up getting a main event unless it's somebody really big, and I don't know if he deserves that right now. Um, Khabib rematch is kind of out of the picture, and every other fight is just like, eh. I don't know if I'm paying for a pay per view to watch him fight a guy who's like ranked number 12 in the world just because he's the only one available so yeah we'll see what happens another small note in MMA this weekend uh, there was, as there will be for the rest of the year, at least until November, a uh, rally with the current <laughs> president of the United States and uh, candidate for the next president of the United States. And there was a lot of MMA fighters there. That's all to really say about that. I think it is, you know, it is what it is. We don't, we don't talk politics on here. We leave that alone. Um, also, okay. Halle Berry has a movie about MMA that has Valentina Shevchenko in it, Andre. And she has sold that movie to Netflix. Oh, I definitely will. Uh, I'm not too happy with so Netflix right now, but we'll see you're not one how of things go in the coming Netflix months. Right now. Um, look for that in the near future. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely a lot of uh, weird weirdness going on. Michael Effing Chandler, no folks. Michael Chandler, former Bellator Andre, world champion. 
and a stud has officially signed with the UFC. And it was also announced that he will be the backup (laughs) for the upcoming title fight between Justin Gaethje and Khabib Nurmagomedov. So yeah, that is huge news that we got today. Um, Talk about start well ending the year, you know, with a bang. I mean, how crazy is that 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 happened? I mean, it's not what we expected at all. But with the caliber of the kind of fighter that Chandler is, uh, it makes sense to me. I think that it kind of breathes a, a new breath into MMA right now because with all of these good fighters at 155, Michael Chandler gets to come in there and say, hey. Who wants to play? Let's do this. I want to fight the best. And you know everybody's mouths are just probably salivating at the idea of, oh, man, imagine how big my name's going to be when I fight the former Bellator world champion, guy who just knocked out Benson Henderson. I mean, this is going to be good, man. But I did want to touch on one thing and get your thoughts on it. How about the haterade? that Pitbull has been drinking on Twitter. He is so mad that he didn't get signed to the UFC. <laughs> I mean, wow. It's it's incredible. He's, like, so mad that he didn't get signed, and he's like, yeah, but I beat Michael Chandler. It's like, all right, well, your career has been rocky, at least, against the best of the best. And let's face it, like I touched on it earlier on Facebook, imagine him fighting... His first fight at 145 against, let's say, Calvin Cater or a Dan Ige or an Arnold Allen. How do you think that's going to go? <laughs> Night's not going to go so well, buddy. All right, so... Let's talk about whatever Pitbull, Pitbull number one or two, whatever the hell he is. Listen, okay, I get it. You beat Michael Chandler, right? Let's talk about that loss, okay? Do you remember that fight, Andre? We talk, we talk a lot. You know, let's be honest. We all know, you know, a decision is final. You lose that fight. Early stoppage, hey, you shouldn't have got hit. Hey, you know, like, stay away. You know, if if you want to win a fight, you got to finish a fight. And uh, Michael Chandler got put on his back. Unfortunately for him, he wasn't given a chance to get back up. But if Michael Chandler would have got back up, we all know what would have happened. But there are no ifs in MMA, which is fine. But, bro... You beat one guy, and you're talking about a whole, like, you're talking about all of Bellator being this fantastic promotion. No hate mm-hmm. on Bellator. We respect Bellator. We watch it. But we all know that the caliber of athlete that Michael Chandler is, he was far superior than anybody on that roster, win, lose, or draw. Hence why the UFC signed him, and are flying him to Abu Dhabi right now so that he could be the backup in a title fight against a 
maybe the most dominant champion and, and in UFC history. And let's be real history, here, right? And one of the most let's, dangerous well, men in be, UFC Let's be hypothetical for The a guy second. who moves forward, Khabib doesn't know how to out. step back. And let's we haven't even seen ACL. his wrestling yet. He has to fight Michael Justin Chandler Gaethje. is going to You're Abu Dhabi just about a five-round war between two of the best lightweights in the world. And let's give the other side. Let's say Justin pulls out, like, maybe an injury, right? Or maybe he's not going to be able to make weight. Michael Chandler steps in his first fight and fights the best fighter on the planet right now, Khabib Nurmagomedov. And it's and it's in Abu Dhabi. There's no crowd. It's just them. It's just two of the best grapplers right now in the lightweight division. I mean, you're talking about the highest stakes being put right now on Michael Chandler. And being a fan of his for so many years... I know that he'll rise to the occasion. No matter what happens, even if he doesn't fight, the fact that he's going to be there is just amazing. The energy is going to be incredible. He's going to be able to see how this fight's going to go if it happens, and he's going to be like, "Damn, like yeah, like I'm here now. Like I'm I'm a big player in this game." And I just love to see it, man. It was it was kind of like when when Eddie Alvarez came to the UFC. You know, he didn't have a great start. But he bounced his way back, and look what he did, you know? So I'm just excited overall. If anybody deserved the chance to fight the best of the best, it's definitely Michael Chandler. And, um, yeah, man, I'm almost speechless that it happened the way that it did. It was just an announcement from Ariel out of nowhere, like, yeah, Michael Chandler signing with the UFC. Like, we're doing this. I'm like, wow, this is a dream come true. I totally thought I was just going to be on like this Michael Chandler watch for the rest of the year, not knowing anything, and then waking up to or getting out of work to see that he signed. And not only did he sign, he's going to Abu Dhabi to be the backup. That shows how the UFC feels about him. Now, anybody, most people, are probably going to talk about, oh, well, you know, he was he was willing to take the L – in his pockets, you know, to, you know, he's settling, you know, that's why he's going to Abu Dhabi. Listen, if Michael Chandler flies to Abu Dhabi and doesn't even have to fight, my man's getting paid. So he fully Mm -hmm. expects that he won't like, he's probably in his head like, man, I'm not even going to have to fight, but I'm about to get paid. You know what I mean? All I got to do is cut weight. No biggie. But think about what Michael Chandler could do. After this, you know, I'm not even thinking about him being in that fight. I'm thinking about who's the first person Mm -hmm. I want to see Michael Chandler against. Yes, it is a fantastic idea to have him against Tony Ferguson. Dustin Poirier, awesome. Dan Hooker, cool. There are so many fights that I want to see him in. Like, we've, we've spoke about it all summer, right? We've talked about it all summer. Paul Felder, Charles Oliveira, you know. These are these are fights that we want to see. Gregor Gillespie, I'd love to see him fight Gregor. They fought in the NCAA tournament before Gregor beat him. Fantastic rematch in MMA. Like, come on. This guy has nothing but fresh Yo, matchups. Yo, for real. I had to stop watching his well Instagram spoken. content because I'm like, the damn, I need to get in the gym. Like, 
a million bucks. The guy is a marketing machine on his Instagram. He makes you want to run through a wall when you watch his freaking videos, Andre. Yeah. Dude, it's, Michael Chandler uh, is the total you know package. What's good, you know it's and whether a really positive thing about this, too. Not, like, no fight, matter who he fights first, who the hell Michael Chandler is, if he wins in devastating fashion, wait to see that's going to say a lot about how good he is, just oh as a fighter. And, and my whole point with, like, the whole Bellator thing is that you have great fighters there. Really, really high-level mixed martial artists. But sometimes what makes them look really good is the level of opposition, right? And then you wonder, okay, well, this guy's obviously running through everybody, but then he loses to someone that he probably wasn't supposed to lose against. And for me, I feel like kind of like the Michael Chandler thing against Pitbull. It just happens. Sometimes you have a mental lapse in there. Sometimes you're just not focused. Sometimes the weight cut was just that bad, and you just don't have the energy or the reflexes. But through all of the controversy that Michael Chandler has been through, you know, from first losing the rematch against Eddie Alvarez and then losing two fights to Will Brooks and then injuring himself against Brent Primus. The guy has always handled it and handled himself like a champion, a world champion. And that's the one thing that I really enjoy that he's bringing to the table in the UFC. This guy believes that he can be a UFC champion and he believes that he can beat the best in the world. And that's going to take him a long way in that division. Because let's face it, it's a shark tank full of killers. And I think he's one of the biggest sharks in there. And now we get to finally see. So, yeah. Yeah, and Andre, you know, I... I always bring it up, you know, we, me and you, yes, we're men, yes, we're MMA fans, I'm a father, first, I am a believer, and my favorite part about this is that Michael Chandler is so outspoken. Yeah, man, that would be so amazing to see. (laughs) So he's going to bring that to this huge platform now, and, you know, I hope that he could utilize that, like... I hope that this guy wins Souls for Christ from the Octagon. (laughs) Yeah, so before we get off of Michael Chandler, I just want to list off my man's accomplishments after leaving Bellator, like, as he leaves Bellator. So, three-time Bellator lightweight champ. Between those three reigns, six successful title defenses. Bellator Season 4 Lightweight Tournament Champion. Most submission victories in Bellator Lightweight Division history with 6. Tied with David Rickles for most fights in Bellator history, 23. Most stoppage wins in Bellator MMA history, 13. Most stoppage wins in the Lightweight Division, 10. Most title reigns in the history of Bellator with 3. Most title bouts in the history of Bellator, 11. Most wins in the lightweight division, 15. Tied with Patricio Pitbull for most wins 
in M- Bellator MMA history with 18, tied with Alimale and Neiman Gracie for most the second most submission wins in Bellator MMA history. He is also the 2011 Breakthrough Fighter of the Year, and he had the 2011 Fight of the Year with Eddie Alvarez, which I urge everybody to go watch if you haven't <laughs> seen Michael Chandler. Watch his last two fights as well that he finishes those guys. You know, Sydney Outlaw, unfortunately, I believe he was a late replacement. He got finished as well as Benson Henderson got the brakes beat off of him in his last fight. Yep. So and that now, is Michael Chandler. It's funny because now we have to go know, to the UFC fight review. <laughs> effing psyched, like. Yo, I want to – I cannot wait. I love Michael Chandler. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so UFC did have a card this past weekend. And, <laughs> yeah, you say that, but let's be honest. It was a pretty damn good card. Uh, we could just go over it very quickly. Because after the Michael Chandler talk, it's kind of hard to, like, keep going. Yeah, it's going to be very cool. But UFC Fight Night in Vegas, number 67 in this pandemic era. Don't get me wrong, I love the Apex, but I cannot wait till they go back to Abu Dhabi next month. There's so many fights, like, I cannot wait till next week's show because, like, we're talking about a huge fight for us. And then but this weekend's card is fantastic. But last weekend, Andre, we did have a card. Let's talk I did. about it. I did. I, I thought the back and forth like exchanges were in the great. Main event, um, Angela Hill and Michelle yeah, Waters. Angela Hill looked really good. Going five she did. rounds. I give her credit for that. She looked good. Um she looked hungry. She looked like she Andre, wanted it. Did you enjoy and this fight? Waterson did as well. Um I think the the way their faces looked at the end of that fight, definitely painted an interesting picture. But uh, Michelle Watterson eked out that decision, and, you know, she did what she had to do. Um, yeah, it was it was a good fight nonetheless. Yeah, so just starting from the bottom, we had Sabina Mazzo defeating Justin Justine Keish. We had Brian Barberina defeating Anthony Ivey. We had Jalen Turner finishing Brock Weaver. I'm not going to lie, man. I don't know how many times more we're going to see Brock Weaver in the UFC. <laughs> like, I appreciate his his uh, his talk and his willingness to fight but I don't think he's cut for this. <laughs> we had Alexander Romanov defeating Rook Martinez. Nope. <laughs> and then in the one of the performance of the nights, we had Kevin Kroom, I believe, coming in like a super late replacement. Oh, submitting yeah. Roosevelt That's Roberts. That's a bummer. Man, Roosevelt Roberts can't catch a break. <laughs> he, It's like... You put on one good performance, and then you lose three times in a row. Everybody's going to start to forget about you, bro. 
Oh, wow. <laughs> and then in one of the upsets of the night, Andre, I don't know if you feel this way, Sajar Eubanks. Well, hey, man, a win's a win, Julia right? Avila. That's good. Something I was sad to see. But Sajar Eubanks, congratulations. And she's making a quick turnaround, Andre. I think she fights uh, not this weekend, but next weekend. Hell yeah. Let's talk about this fire Damn. undercard in that main card. We had Brilly Quarantilo finishing Kyle Nelson in the third round. This was a great fight as well. Bobby Green versus Alan Patrick. Dude, Bobby Green, three in a row Yo, in what, I mean, the last three I months. think he can. I think uh, with a couple, maybe one or two more good performances, he might be Let's talk about right there for a top like ten a, matchup. I mean, who would you like, like to see him fight first? Because I already have somebody in mind. Is he trying to get ranked? <laughs> uh, well, given the current state of the lightweight division with how stacked the top ten is, I would probably like to see him against Alex Hernandez. If he can get a I'd couple more wins under option. his belt, he's right there. I mean, Alexander, I don't think he's even ranked anymore, but I think that'd be a great matchup. I mean, Hernandez is looking to get back in the win column after losing to Drew Dover. You know, he let's face it, he got his butt whooped pretty badly. So, uh, yeah, I mean, that's a great fight for both guys. Yeah, I mean, because I'm going to be real with you. If she can yeah, get past an Alexander Hernandez and actually makes a name right there, I think the next the fight will probably be Kevin Lee. He needs a few more fights before he starts fighting like an ally Quinta and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, I know. We'll see. <laughs> Yeah, once Kevin Lee does uh, heal up. I, I don't even know if Kevin Lee's ever going to come back, man. <laughs> Feels so bad. And then, oh my God. I'm going to be completely honest. I had to go back to watch everything that I just talked about. I turned on the card at this fight. Mike Rodriguez losing to Ed Herman by submission in the third round. Andre... I've never seen some more. This was like pro wrestling style. Like this was the worst acting I've ever seen. And I can't fault the referee because listen, if you didn't see it, I honestly give him the benefit of the doubt. I was like, I was just weirded out by what was happening as I was watching it. Cause I I had to watch it again. And I'm like, what is going on? But Andre, how yeah, that was that was that was weird. That it was a it was just a weird situation. Um, I can't even say much on it because I still can't even process it. To be honest with you, it was just so bizarre. But yeah, I mean, I'm pretty sure Mike Rodriguez is gonna be okay after this. I'm sure he'll just move on from it. <laughs>
Yeah, he already said he was moving <laughs> on, and it's so funny because the the uh, there was a. I'm sorry, there was a headline like, "Yeah, the coach is gonna do this," and then yeah, I mean, right after that's the that, crazy thing. Like, he really did. No, but yeah, uh, Ed Herman, Mike just... Rodriguez, just already <laughs> moving past Ed Herman. That's all I gotta fight. say, man. <laughs> I love the fact that Dana was like, "Man, I'm gonna pay this guy his win bonus because he won that damn fight." <laughs> Oh yeah, uh, Roxanne Mataferi defeating Andrea Lee, and then in the co-main event, Kamaworthy living up to his name. Either I'm gonna knock somebody out or get knocked out. Guess what, brother? You got knocked out in the first round by Atman Azatar, which was also a performance of the night. So if you guys haven't seen it, I'd go back and watch that card. Hey man, Atman Azatar might be a sleeper in that division. He's got good hands, man. We haven't seen all of the elements of his game, but you it know, looks like he's going to be a solid contender soon. Even after knowing what happened, so please check that out. Yeah, we will see. I'm, I'm looking forward to that. So... Before we get into the card this weekend, there was some news that I wanted to cover, Andre. Um, Anthony Rumble Johnson officially returns to the USADA testing pool. So obviously that means that we won't see him for at least Yeah, six like at first, months. heavyweight was Andre, a really good option. You know, there's a lot of fun really fights there. Rumble? But with like the current state of the light heavyweight division, or do you with want to see him Cormier and Jones being out, I mean, the, the Jan if you think about his run, like all those years ago, where he basically killed almost every man he faced and root to the belt, um, it made you think, like, if these guys were not there, he would be champion. I mean, he beat Glover. He beat Ryan Bader. He beat Gustafs. And let's not forget that he knocked all of them out in the first round. Okay? He beat some of the best of the best in that division. So I think it would only make sense for him to go down to 205 and make a run for the belt. And because of how big a name he is, he's basically fighting top 10 fighters already. So, yeah, I think um, that's the way to go. And um, if he can get it done and win a belt, that would be one of the craziest comebacks ever so we'll see yeah also i want to get your thoughts on um this is random but i'm only like because I see this headline and I've seen it a lot of times and I've skipped over this for the last few weeks, actually since his last fight, Sean O'Malley, Andre, how do you feel about how he took his first loss? Well, I mean, you know, he's we're, a young guy, about a month you know, and now. I'm pretty sure, and, you know, there's and I hate still to say it this way, but him, so obviously while most of the media care, is saying, but I don't know how much uh, yeah, I you care didn't really get injured, you got took the injured loss. from a strike, meaning, you know, you're a wuss. 
for lack of a better term. Um, and I guess there's other people in his ear feeding him stuff where he's like, oh, no, nah, man, you just got injured. You'll be back. You know, that guy wasn't better than you. You know, you just had a rough night. You'll be back. And I think with a young guy like that, he's probably just conflicted with what happened. You know, he was a base. Like, if you think about it, he was 12 and 0. He was ranked already. And he was supposed to run through Cheeto en route to getting the Cody Garbrandt fight. So that was the landscape of that fight, and now he's not even close to that. Now he's back to the drawing board. So, yeah, I think that overall, we're not going to know how he really took the loss until we see him fight again. Um, And in my opinion, I feel like he's going to still be a good fighter. I just think that, and, and, you know, don't quote me on this because I'm not a fighter, nor am I a professional like nutritionist. But I think he just needs to put a little more muscle on his body. And I think that he probably just has to get in there and be willing to take some punishment in a fight. Um, he's a very crafty striker who doesn't take pretty much any damage in fights. But I think in, in a division as you know, talent-rich as 135, the kid really needs to step up to the plate and start looking for fights and looking for the kill early, you know, like he did with Eddie Wineland. Um, so, yeah, but, hey, I mean, who knows? Maybe this loss really did affect him in a bad way, but we won't know until we see him step in the octagon again. We will see. Uh, one note on Bellator. Juan Archuleta did get the W and finally became a world champion. I'm yeah, so I, I, I'm not going to lie. We never Archuleta spoke on that defeating fight. And, I, and it's probably because we both saw that coming. Um, kind of, I've never know, seen Patchy Mix fight anybody of the caliber pretty, of Juan Archuleta. Pretty so, easy win for him. After yeah, I didn't really round. know what to expect there. I was just like, all right, like good luck. <laughs> You are fighting a guy who's, like, really, really good. <laughs> and he also went, like, five rounds, I think. Or uh, he basically went the full fight with um, Patricio Pitbull, which is, you know, not for nothing. That is a pretty good feat, you know. He was he was in that fight. <laughs> but, yeah, um, hats off to Juan Archuleta. He deserves it, man. And uh, he's such a good fighter. So we'll see what his next, uh, well, what his first title defense will be against. Yeah, also like a gem of a of a human being. Very, very nice gentleman. Uh, but Andre, this weekend the UFC is back. Their last card in Vegas before they head back to Fight Island. And damn, 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 this card is stacked from top to bottom. So let's start at the bottom, Andre. I'm going to say notable names and then any fight that I think deserves attention. We will talk about... Uh, Tyson Nam is on this card. That is. Andre Yule versus Erwin Rivera. And then we got a banger at Bantamweight. Andre <laughs> Journey Newsom versus Randy Costa. That's a killer fight. I can 
Journey Newsom, I remember him like decapitating. I'm excited for him, man. Last fight, he is I love so TJ intense. Laramie, man. And Randy it's gonna be Costa good. is just so skilled. I'm looking forward to that. Andre, you've watched the Contender Series: <laughs> TJ Laramie versus Derek Miner. <laughs> yeah, man, we didn't talk about it, but Contender Series again, like hitting me. Yeah, right here. Time. Lara Sanko's uh, her post fight like damn she always gets them to cry it is fantastic it's some of my favorite mixed martial arts TV today <laughs> uh, then we move to women's bantamweight with Jessica Rose Clark versus oh, Sarah he's back. women's flyweight we have Myra Bueno Silva <laughs> I like that versus guy. Mara Romero Borea Mursad Bektik versus Eduardo Gagrori. Sorry if I, sorry if I said that wrong. <laughs> yeah, I believe he's a like late replacement, very late replacement. And then in the flyweight bout, we have two ranked opponents: Jordan Espinoza versus David Vorick. However you say it, Devorick. That is the featured prelim on this card, Andre. And if that's not enough, let's talk about this main card. In the middleweight division, we have Kevin Holland versus Darren Stewart. In the women's strawweight division, we have my girl, Mackenzie Dern, versus Randa Marcos. Uh, this is a tough fight for Mackenzie, man. She's not giving no handouts. Randa Marcos is a dog. She's she's a fantastic wrestler. Obviously, we know about Mackenzie Dern's fantastic jiu-jitsu, world champion caliber. She is a killer. But I do think she has the striking to beat Random Marcos, and I'm very much looking forward to this fight. And then in the light heavyweight division, Andre, we have a ranked bout. Johnny Walker, number 11, versus number 12, Ryan Spawn. Andre, Johnny Walker once again switching camps, or you know maybe he's just a freelancer Patience. going from camp to camp for each uh, fight. I feel like he just has to SBG go in there. Ireland. He just has to work Andre, towards his game. What do you know, you see like the explosiveness, the power, the speed, the you know the athleticism. All of that's going to come What's into play if he can formulate the right game plan. Because a guy like Ryan Spann, he's very powerful. But he's also skilled. Like he has solid grappling, and if he gets a hold of your neck, he's gonna put you to sleep. So, this is a dangerous fight for Johnny Walker. And in order to win this, he has to be smart. You know, because Ryan Spann's not one to shy away from exchanges, and he will throw a counter if he just comes in recklessly with a flying knee. So, I just hope that he comes in patient, methodical, and he gets the job done. But uh, I'm not counting Ryan Spann out because Ryan Spann has been really good in the UFC. Um, he's shown that he can hang with really good guys and he can put people away easily. So, yeah, I think this is going to be a banger of a fight. I'm going to be real with you. I do see this going three rounds. Um, so I'm just hoping it's as exciting as I hope it will be.
Yeah, let's hope uh, Johnny Walker has the cardio to go these three rounds. Uh, Johnny Walker is someone who unfortunately has fell on some hard times. And uh, he is someone who really, you know, shined in that run that he had. Like, he had that little run where he was getting these quick finishes. And then once he dislocated his shoulder, it was like, oh, man, that's rough. And then, you know, one loss, two loss. It's like, come on, man. So we hope that he gets back on track. Andre, these next three fights are the ones that I expect fully to be talking about next week as interchangeable fights of the night. So first... In the middleweight division, we have Hazmat Shemaev versus Gerald Mearshart. All I got to say is, Andre, like, this I'm gonna be real with you, man. man. At first, I, I was like, like yo, this dude's, this dude's good, you know? Finished before we got but on the one thing the I noticed was the first weigh-in he had. I feel like these guys are going to He go is extremely intense. And, it's, and you know what gets me? He smiles at them, right? But when you look in his eyes... He's basically telling them, like, you're probably going to get destroyed in, like, two minutes. And you literally don't belong in there with me. Like, that's the look he gives them. And, like, even a guy like Mearshart, who has been fighting since, like, 1964, like, even though he showed no fear, like, Chemayev still didn't care. He was just like, yeah, I'm I'm still going to wreck you. I'm going to wreck you. I'm going to make you look bad. And it's crazy to think that this is only his eighth fight and his third fight in the UFC. Like, this is crazy, man. Um, I feel like Hamza is really going to go in there and get a win. But the question is, is he going to be able to finish Gerald Mearshart inside two rounds? We'll see. But this is going to be a good fight nonetheless. I'm just looking at his tapology. It's like finish, 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 finish. Jesus, he could yep. he could Big beat time. you on the ground. He can uh, he can ground and pound you. He can knock you out, bro. Hazmat sounds like the real deal. And Gerald Mirashart, I feel like he has his work cut out for him. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Gerald Mirashart has the. It's. Like, and what's, what's crazy is that if he goes in there fighter, and he completely decimates Gerald Mearshart in like a minute, like yeah, that's third fight that's going to definitely, this year. not only is it going to shake up the middleweight division, so but it's also going to shake up the welterweight division because he also fights down there too. Like, you know how scary that is for him to finish middleweights and welterweights? Like, oh my God, that, that's just almost too much, man. I, we've literally never seen this before. Never. Oh. I don't know why it's not showing Andre. But <laughs> I did miss a big fight. I was waiting. <laughs> I didn't want to say it because I didn't want you to be like, oh, wait, no, no, I, I just put it on the docket. But it's like, 
We yeah, have that's what I was waiting for. Miguel Baeza. That's a big fight, dude. Jeremiah Listen, Philly is not Wells, getting any bro. easy favors, Let's man. Go. They're throwing them in there. I mean, we had the Dawkins brothers going in there straight up. You know, Sean Brady went in there against top talent, and now Jeremiah Wells is fighting a very, very dangerous prospect. A guy who is a heavy puncher and kicker. I mean, dude, this is going to be a banger, man. I can't wait to see Jeremiah Wells in there. He belongs in the UFC. And uh, especially looking at his last two fights, I mean, damn, man. He's a, he's a scary opponent. So let's see how this one goes. Yep. Bro, I can't believe that he's getting this shot. I am yeah. so happy for him. And you know how we feel about the local guys. Like this is this is one of our main events. So it is actually fitting that we bring it up now, right before the co main event. Jeremiah Wells. Damn, good luck, brother. I cannot wait to see that. I hope that he shows the world that he's the real deal win, lose, or draw. We know that Miguel Baeza is a killer. We saw what he did to Matt Brown. <laughs> so, he's no stranger to fighting, um, you know, people who have been around the block. So, this is going to be a lot of fun. Then, in the co-main event, Andre, <laughs> in the welterweight division, Donald Cowboy Cerrone versus the hybrid Nico Price. Dude, if Donald can, like, put his head on right, this could really be fight of the night because Nico Price always comes forward. He always puts Nico on the Price show. And, and you know, it's crazy. Like, like Nico fights some of the best, I mean, like, welterweights in the world. Underrated. And he hangs with them. Like, yes, it's like, like he win, puts them in lose, dangerous win, positions. Lose. Like, he fought but Vicente bro, Luque always, twice. Always right? Comes and, forward. and both times. Vicente was like, damn, like this dude hits hard and he is like a tank. Like he just keeps coming, you know? And the crazy thing about it is the fact that he's just not afraid to exchange with you even when he's hurt. So, you know, Cowboys got to be cognizant of that. I mean, you know, not for nothing, but Nico's a much bigger man than him. And uh, he's going to have to fight really smart, like on the outside, even though. Not even because Nico has a, I think, a three-inch reach advantage on him. So, yeah, this is going to be a banger, man. I, I feel like this is definitely another fight of the night potential type fight. But, uh, yeah, I don't know who you have, but uh, I'm going to say, and you might be like, what? But I kind of have my money on Cowboy. I feel like Cowboy is going to do some really good work with kicks and knees. And he might just keep Nico on the back foot a bit, you know? So we'll see. <laughs> yeah, you know, Cowboy loses to Pettis, loses mm -hmm. to Connor, Justin Gaethje, and Tony Ferguson. All those names, former champions, like, all killers in their own right. So, like, Cowboy, yeah, you could say, like, oh, he's lost mm -hmm. so many fights. But look at the people that he's fighting. 
Like Cowboy still got it, so I am. We have looking forward to see Colby him. Like Covington be Cowboy again, please. You just T. had Wood, a kid. Your dad, Tyron Cowboy, Woodley, all over the chosen again. one. Bring it on, brother. Um, yeah, this is. Talk about this main event, Andre. Who do we have? <laughs> oh God. Hey, 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 hey. The great American winning machine, <laughs> oh, Kobe man. Covington. I will never do that. <laughs> Kobe Chaos Covington, okay? Kobe the you, you dork say his, Covington, I love gonna that. If you're going to say T-Woods, hey, two listen, nicknames, you um, bring up both of them. I hate to say Kobe, it, man. You know what? Donald Trump's favorite fighter, Kobe Covington. Kobe Cardio. <laughs> like, literally his only skill. <laughs> I'll say this. God, I feel so bad for T-Wood. Because I got a really bad feeling he's going to get beat up for five rounds. Colby Carbi- Cardio Covington. I don't know, man. But, uh, yeah, I just don't see it. I feel like T-Wood's done. I feel like the fight will be interesting. I feel like the only way T-Wood's going to really do something is if he probably drops Covington. Which is possible. But uh, either way, all you can expect is just a, a one-sided wrestling match. So, yeah. It sucks. But, uh, yeah, this main event is kind of one of those main events that we've been waiting for, you know? These guys have been bickering back and forth for years now. And, um, you know, now that we have Usman as champion and Covington lost him, Woodley lost him, you can only expect that these guys definitely have a chip on their shoulder because they're trying to get back to that belt. So, yeah, there's there's a lot of high stakes in this fight. So, um Hopefully it's not a one-sided wrestling match and it's actually a competitive bout between two really good fighters. So we'll see. Yeah, and I think that... This Andre, is one of those cards card. that a lot of UFC people are going to appreciate because you can Woodley. tell that they were trying to do wait. this. On this purpose. is a fantastic card. And There's, you know what's crazy? It's going to be really this hard fight, to beat this Well, card this card is happening on the 19th. And then next week we have Adesanya versus Costa. So, yeah, this is a great way to end September. I mean, wow. I'm I'm happy as a UFC fan and as an MMA fan in general because these cards are going to be awesome. Nothing better. This uh this this weekend and honestly really quick before we head off Andre I just want to go through the next you know few weeks really quick just saying the main event and breezing past it because obviously we don't like to talk about the fight too much till we get there but as this opens up this weekend Covington versus Woodley the weekend after that Adesanya Costa Holly Holm versus Irene Aldana. Brian Ortega versus... Nope, but I love Irene it, man. Zombie. This is why we do it. <laughs> and then Khabib versus Justin Gates. Good luck to Jeremiah Wells. 
And uh, good heavens, yeah. Andre. We have very thankful again to everybody who supports the podcast. No days off for us. Um, and I'm all. I also want to say thank you to anybody who's ever purchased any of our merch. Yeah, so before we it's a huge off, help to us, else? and it's a great way to kind of interact with us. Um, so yeah, I mean, hey, we love all you guys, and and we do this for you. So thank you for tuning in every week. Yeah, I am forever grateful to every fan we've ever had. Um, this has everyone. You can find me on Instagram, Twitter, and Josh Preppy Twitch. You can find me on all forms of social media <laughs> under the name Flow State Dre, and you can word, also you can find, find me on Facebook as my regular name. And even though you might not ever follow me there, but Andre Rodriguez on Facebook. Hey, I'm streaming every day now. Mostly Apex Legends. Might be getting into some other games like UFC Four. But uh, just come check me out. I mean, uh, I always do like a probably like an Instagram post or Facebook post 10 to 15 minutes earlier, just letting everybody know. So, yeah, just check me out whenever I'm on stream and uh, just come hang out and have a good time. Make that happen. Check them out. Um, also, uh, maybe in the near future, there will be another YBE off the cuff. So be on the lookout for that. I'm just going to pop those in. Oh, yeah. Feed, this is going to be awesome. You know, giving it the salt base sprinkle. And Andre, next week, just so everybody knows, me and you will be in studio once again. Can't wait to have you back, brother. <laughs> yeah, so um, if it's your birthday, happy birthday. Enjoy the fights this weekend, and we'll see you next week.